Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Today in episode 125, we are going to be talking about patience. Please, before you turn this off and just think, I really don't need to hear about this, have a little patience, okay? That's part of your problem right now. <laughs> it's, it's not having the patience to sit through and listen to something that may benefit you, okay? So I talked a couple weeks ago about that feeling of wanting to give up, and I got a lot of comments, um, a lot of uh, uh, emails just about people kind of having this feeling of, well, Jessica, you don't know what my life is like. It's awesome, Jessica, that God did this for you. You know, you understand that God loves you or God loves you. So therefore, and that's something that we really need to get out of our system. Okay. When you have a certain mindset, when you have a mindset that downplays the Holy Spirit or God in your life, you will always think that what God has for you, what the Bible says is not something that is for you, that it is something that will not come to pass in your life. That change is not for you. And if I could drill something into your mind, I would love to just drill into your head. That is garbage. That is thinking that the enemy wants you to really just take hold of, because if he can get you to think that you, your situation, your circumstance is so much different than mine or other people who have overcome whatever it is, then you'll be the place of always having a pity party, of always feeling stuck, of always feeling unworthy of God's best, of always feeling and thinking that God does not love you the way he loves other people. And something that I've read, I really loved. It was Psalms 37, seven through nine. It says this, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way over that man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evil doers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. It does not say may inherit the land. It says shall inherit the land. So this is telling you to be still before the Lord. Don't try to do it in your own might. Don't try to figure out the formula to success, to formula for deliverance or change in your own might, in your own thinking, in your natural understanding by listening to a whole bunch of podcasts or sermons and then putting all these little things together and saying this, this, this has to be the formula. No, it's saying be still and be patient before the Lord. So that is saying to rest in him. Rest in him, not outside of him and away from him doing your own thing and just waiting for God to come through, but rest in him. In him is the word. In him is truth. In him is wisdom. In him is understanding. In him is peace. So when we get in him, when we say yes to God and we say, I'm going to get in my Bible, I'm going to get into prayer, I'm going to get into these devotionals, right? I'm going to learn how to just sit still before the Lord. I'm going to practice more when it comes to praying and just not getting sidetracked like most of us do, right? When we are in him, okay, 
then and wait patiently for him, right? It's saying that we will inherit the land and it's saying, don't fret. So don't freak out over those that prosper in their way. People tell me this all the time, Jessica, I am trying to follow God and it's getting harder while I look at my friends and they're just enjoying life. And I feel like I'm going through hell and back. Well, yeah, that's how it works. And I'm not going to lie to you at all. I will not lie to you. When you follow God, the enemy will try to attack you because you are no longer following him. When you're following God, you are laying down your flesh and saying, I will pick up my cross and I will follow God. And the enemy sees that and he wants you back. The enemy says, no, I want her to go with me to hell. I want her to enjoy the pleasures of this world and eventually spend eternity with me in hell, right? So the enemy will do everything in his power to get you to turn away from God. So things will get difficult, but... The Bible tells us how to deal with those things. And if we remain in him, if we are still and wait on him and seek him, we will see the fruits of this. And I've seen that in my life. I think one of the things that just sucks the most is developing patience. I am not good with being patient. I want things right now. I told you guys before, I have A-type personality. When I want something, I want it now. I want it done right. You know, uh, I want it done yesterday, right? And I want it done with excellence. But I'm not always patient and I get frustrated. So imagine me over the past 10 years walking with God, getting frustrated at the fact that this hasn't happened yet, at the fact that, you know, God, I'm still single and I'm 37. God, I haven't had kids and I'm 37. God, uh, what are you going to do with this ministry? I, I thought you were going to do that, but what is in front of me, it doesn't look like that. So what am I doing wrong so that I could fix it? We have to have patience. We have to be still before the Lord, be in him and wait on him, right? The Bible says that those who wait on the, the, the Lord will renew their strength, right? And so you cannot find some quick fix formula to get there because any quick fix that we seek after, it's actually just doing what the enemy wants us to do, which is taking our eyes off God, not being still in him and trying to find an alternative route to get the same end result. And that's not how it works. The enemy wants you to think that there is always an alternative route to the word of God that will get you to the same place. And it's always a lie. It's never the truth. Take a, take a moment to look at your life and how you have tried to do things maybe a different way to get the same result and it didn't work out. It's not God's fault, right? God says to rest in him. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. I've seen in my life how... When I wait for God, not just waiting and doing nothing, right? The Bible uses a lot of analogies of um, planting and what it means to plant good things. 
what it means to have good soil, meaning your heart. And when the word of God goes into it, when the word of God is planted, when God is giving you things, revelation, when he's trying to speak to you, if our heart, if our soul is good, fertile ground, those things will go deep into the ground. And eventually that seed will do what? It won't just grow into a full uh, grown, whatever it's going to be. No, that seed is going to under pressure crack. And then slowly it's going to grow, but you aren't going to see a lot of that growth in the beginning. You aren't going to see the progress and the change and the transformation that God is doing on the inside of you in the first month or two, right? Maybe in the first year or two, but over time, if we wait for the harvest, God's like, just wait on me and I will show you what I have for you. Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true, proper worship. What is your true and proper, proper worship to God? It's offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing. Some of you are saying, I'm not holy. My body is defiled. I keep defiling it. None of, this, none of this is pleasing to God. I didn't say perfect. I didn't say come. I didn't say that, that, that the Bible says come to God perfect and without fault and without flaw or blemish. I didn't say that at all. It says offer.